one day you could wake up and your body isn't just having a bad time. All you know is that you have an issue that needs to be dealt with fast. In the U.S., we have urgent care and emergency rooms made to help just for this purpose. Once you know the pros and cons between urgent care and the ER, you'll be able to make better choices when sudden health problems arrive. Your well-being should be about thriving instead of surviving. It's about time to empower yourself and to navigate our healthcare system with ease. My name is Rishi and this is the show, Friendly Neighborhood Patient. So how can patients walk the fine line between urgencies and emergencies? Like I've stated in past episodes, Friendly Neighborhood Patient is not a medical advice column, but knowing the standards of an immediate health need still helps with making a better call. According to the Mayo Clinic, among other health systems, the severity of an issue and whether or not you have other pre-existing conditions are the major factors in choosing the emergency room or urgent care. For example, two patients could have the same emergent chest pain, but patient A has diabetes and hypertension in the background while patient B has no other remarkable problems. Hence, one could argue that patient A should go straight to the hospital just in case there's a deeper issue that's going on. In general, emergency rooms provide 24-7 access to physicians, procedures, and high-end resources dealing with pretty much any life-threatening issue. Urgent care or rapid care facilities are open most days, but not necessarily 24 hours, where you can quickly see nurses, physician assistants, and sometimes doctors for common medical conditions that shouldn't wait but aren't worth going to a hospital for necessarily. These issues like back pain, bronchitis, minor skin problems, vomiting, etc. are, in the grand scheme of things, relatively routine when it comes to diseases. However, there is a weird gray area where certain medical issues seem too minor for an ER visit, but are significant enough that waiting too long for help is not a great idea. In a perfect world, patients should be going to their primary doctor as the first line choice for urgent but not emergent problems. The issue is that primary care providers can get booked up for a while and you can't afford to wait a few weeks for a visit in some cases. This is the niche urgent care fills. Another huge draw for urgent care is availability over the weekends and evenings when most doctors are unavailable, but you might have a strict calendar and still need to be seen in a timely manner. That being said, you should still reach your primary doctor to find out what his or her availability is. Ask for an urgent care visit to see if an exception can be made since your main doctor knows your history better than other providers would. The emergency department chief physician at University of Chicago's medical school also breaks down when to go to the ER versus urgent care, and while doing so, makes a great point that both types of care aren't mutually exclusive. An urgent care office can and should push you up to the ER if your condition is actually serious. Although such a place may refer you to the ER, you still need to be the best judge of your well-being. If you feel that something is seriously off or if there is a systemic problem, Going straight to the ER would of course be the wiser choice than doing something more cautious. Another type of facility called a walk-in clinic can help with issues that aren't quite on the level of urgent or emergency care, such as a sore throat, mild cough and flu, localized rashes, eye and ear infection, etc. Some urgent or walk-in clinics may do lab tests and x-rays among other clinical work, 
but patients shouldn't use those clinics for everything. On the flip side, some patients choose the ER for addressing every single issue because such places cannot legally refuse to give care. This is why emergency departments have longer wait times for no good reason, draining each state's health capacity. This is why making smarter calls on your immediate health needs helps other patients too. The Scripps Health System has a wonderful program showing what to consider for choosing the ER, urgent care, a walk-in place, and calling 911. I'll link that infographic on my Substack post found at rushinagala.substack.com. Regardless of whatever place you choose, you should bring three critical items if possible. Your medication list, known allergy list, and written procedure history. These resources will make the job of the ER doctor or urgent care nurse much easier. The main factors that matter to patients balancing urgent versus emergency care are severity of the issue and the cost to deal with that issue. Convenience matters to some degree as well. There is a reason why providers say you should go to the nearest emergency room if you have a severe problem. However, I want to spend a little time on cost before closing for today. Regardless of the medical problem at hand, urgent care would probably be cheaper with consults ranging from a few dozen to a couple hundred bucks without insurance. We all know the ER is more expensive, but hospitals give access to physicians, surgical resources, and advanced tools that could save your life in a serious moment. Although hospitals can't turn you away even if you have no ability to pay, urgent care facilities do have the right to deny care if you have no funds. When it comes to coverage, most insurance companies follow the prudent layperson standard, aka PLS, to determine whether it made sense for you to go to the ER or not, as well as how much to pay for the hospital stay. PLS mainly focuses on justifying insurance for, quote, any medical or behavioral condition that would lead to a prudent layperson possessing an average knowledge of medicine and health to believe that the severity of their condition would result in death or harm to a physical organ. That definition is a mouthful, but it serves as our preview to the next major pod about how you can deal with medical bills whether they come from the ER, urgent care, or regular clinic. Subscribe and stay tuned to Friendly Neighborhood Patient to add more instruments to your healthcare toolbox. I'll catch you the next episode.